Welcome to the Sharing Our Journey podcast, a podcast ministry of Harrodsburg Baptist Church. Uh, as always, I am Associate Pastor Jonathan Johnston, uh, and today I do not have a guest with me uh, just through some, some scheduling issues, but uh, I am wanting to talk with you uh, as uh, the listener about um, the series we've been in called Hot Topics. We've been talking about different issues uh, that... Christians and, and, and indeed the world itself discuss uh, in the time that we live in uh, and some important thoughts for the church to, to have during this time. Um, but today in particular, uh, where we are, uh, we're actually going to look at not a specific issue, but today we're going to look at how Christians should respond really to any issue. Uh, one of the things that became clear to myself and the rest of the leadership team as we were receiving questions from the congregation about hot topics was n- uh, a number of the questions were phrased, what should the Christian response be to, how should I respond when, uh, what should I think about this? Um, and so though they were stated in different ways, they were really asking the same question, which is how should Christians respond or what should the Christian response be? Uh, And so that immediately took me to a passage in scripture that that I want to discuss with you today, uh, because I believe this is the instruction on how we as Christians should approach every issue. Uh, And that's any that you're currently thinking through, as well as any that arise in the future. Uh, and so my, my goal would be that using Scripture, we can uh, equip one another and, and make sure that we're in the best position to approach future issues the way that God would have us approach them. Uh, and that text is Matthew chapter 7. Uh, and we're going to be reading verses 7 through 14. Uh, and, and Jesus has some teaching here that a lot of times we hear sermons on this text and it's, it's not about how to deal with issues. We, we use it for different things. Uh, and that's certainly evident in this passage, but I think we can use this passage to really get instruction on how to deal with these issues. So Matthew 7, 7 through 14. Keep asking and it will be given to you. Keep searching and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who searches finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What man among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. This is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Um, as Jesus is talking with uh, his, his followers here, he, he begins by telling them, keep asking and it will be given you. Keep searching and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. And, and as I read through those questions of how should Christians respond or what should the Christian response be or, or how should I think about this, uh, in this passage I see clearly that Jesus is saying, look, 
that the first approach you have to take to any issue is one, uh, be, be, be slow to speak and quick to, to, to listen and to think. Um, we need to give time as Christians to considering the issues that lay before us. We need to give time to understanding what God's position is on an issue before we so quickly make and form our position and then try to try to somehow mold God into holding the same view. Uh, we need to um, take any, uh, you could take any controversial issue today, uh, whether it be uh, abortion, homosexuality, uh, uh, identity, uh, politics, um, any, any issue you want to put out there, uh, you, you could look at those and any one of us could probably give our own opinion on it. But I think for the Christian, we really need to be careful and make sure that we are forming an opinion that matches up with God's word. And so we need to keep asking. So that's prayer, right? We need to, we need to keep praying that God would reveal um, how we should feel about certain issues, how we should respond to different challenges. Uh, we, we need to ask him. And he says, it will be given to you. We need to keep searching. Well, where, where do we go as a Christian? Where do we go to search for answers? Not Google, right? Google should not be the first option for us as Christians. We, we need to go to God's word. We need to go to our Bible study tools and we need to look through and read God's word. What does God say about a specific issue? What is, there, there is nothing uh, that is not covered in Scripture. It may not be spelled out in the same words that are used today, but there is no issue known to man that that God has not already spoken into through His Word. So we need to go back to His Word and search it and 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 seek that out. And it says, if you keep searching, you will find. Keep knocking, and the door will be open to you. We need to, we need to realize we need to approach God um, through prayer, through through study of His Word through just walking daily with him, we need to approach him with every one of these issues that we are considering uh, and think through what he would have us feel about an issue before we decide how we feel about it. And that's hard because it's really easy to decide how we feel about it and then uh, try to make God agree with us. And, and people have even manipulated his word uh, to find select verses that, that will prove their point. But if you look at the whole of scripture, the entirety of the Bible, does it all consistently point that direction? Uh, so that's that's the first thing is, is we need to, to dig in and do the work to, to understand what God says about an issue. Um, he continues on verse eight, he says, for everyone who asks receives and the one who searches finds, the one who knocks the door will be open. What man among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? That, that passage is used a lot to talk about how God is the giver of all good gifts. And that is definitely true. And that is a good application of that passage. But in light of what we're looking at here, what I want us to look at is the fact that because God is good and because he is the giver of good things, we can trust that if we earnestly seek him on, on how we should feel about an issue or how we should respond, uh, 
to an issue. He is faithful because he is good. He is, he is faithful to give us that answer and to help us and to help guide us into how we should feel about that issue. Um, and it's spelled out just in how his, his nature is. He's giving. He, he gives good gifts even when we don't know to ask for them. And, and we, even though we're evil, we don't give evil gifts. Like we, we would still give our children a good gift if they ask for a fish. We're not going to give them a snake. Um, so he, he, he's calling us back to remember the nature of God, the nature of who God is and, and how good he is. And we can then trust in that, uh, that if, if we are truly seeking God's heart on an issue, I believe this this text teaches us that he is faithful and he will provide answers to us. Um, now, if if we if we say we're seeking him, as I said earlier, if, we, if we're looking in his word for approval of how we already feel, that's not the same as, as earnestly seeking after him and, and trusting his his nature. Um, so we, we must uh seek in earnest and seek in honesty and sincerity. Uh, and we can trust then in a God who is good, that he will respond. He will uh, give us answers. Then we get to verse 12, which this is kind of the, um, the, the tangible or actionable verse, right? He says, therefore, so basically because of, because of everything I've said before, which is I've told you to ask, to, to search and to knock, and I've told you that you can trust that I am the giver of, of good things. He says, therefore, so because of that, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. This is the law and the prophets. And this is often referred to as the golden rule, right? Do, do unto others as you would have them do to you. Um, and we need to really look at this verse and understand what it's saying. It's not a call to simply... Uh, sympathize with someone who's going through an issue. It's calling for empathy. It's calling us as Christians to take ourselves out of out of our lives and put ourselves in the place of the other. And in that moment, if we look at the other and try as best as we can to put ourselves in their position, how would we want to be treated? How would we want uh, people to view us? And, and I think if we as believers start doing that, that clears up a lot about how should we respond or what should our response be to this or that. Uh, if we get to the point where we are putting ourselves in place of someone else, it doesn't always mean we're going to agree with them but it should mean that we come to a position of loving them. Uh, to, to take yourself and put yourself in someone else's place and, and try to fully understand their perspective and try to fully understand uh, the, the life that they live. Um, I think it opens the door for us to be more loving to people. I think it opens the door for us to be... Um, who God would have us to be with people. It's clear he instructs us to, to do this here in his word. Um, 
let's and let's think through a couple of issues that that have been brought up uh, that through some of the questions and 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 talk through some of these. So, if you want to know what is the Christian response to uh, abortion, okay, there there are verses we can go to, and and if we if we try to make it a simple issue and say, well, God is against abortion or God is this, that's that's an approach you can take. But what this passage is telling you to do is not to just look at the issue of abortion. It's telling you to look at that single unwed mother. It's telling you to look at uh, that young couple who doesn't know what to do. It's telling you to look at each of these individuals as created beings of God. As, as David pointed out, uh, last week when we were talking about identity, it, it, it's looking at that person as an individual who was created by the same God who created you and then stepping outside of your life and putting yourself in their position and, and starting to try and sense what would it feel like to be uh, perhaps a young unwed mother and dealing with the tension of um, the challenges that, that raising this baby are going to present or the difficulty of giving this child up for adoption or um, all the different issues that, that, that surely that, that mom is having to consider. Um, that doesn't give you a political answer on how you should feel about abortion, whether you should feel it should be legal or whether you feel it should be illegal. But what Jesus is telling his followers to do is, is go beyond that to where you're loving that individual. So then if you make a choice that you're going to be pro-life, well, that involves more than just saying to that individual, you, you must have this baby, that also says, I'm going to walk through this journey with you. That also says, I'm going to support struggling mothers who are, who are trying to make ends meet to raise their child. That also means I'm going to um, not stand in judgment. And even if you need help or, or it means I'm going to participate in the foster program or I'm going to participate in adoption uh, and support adoption and, and seek to make that easier in this country as well. There's a lot of issues that all of a sudden become evident that we have to think through above just that one issue if we approach it from treating someone else the way we would want them to treat us. And you can apply that. I've, I've, I've used abortion just because that's one that was asked about uh, in our question box, but there are a lot of issues concerning our society today that, that if you apply that same logic and say, I'm going to look at the other person as a person, as someone who's created by God, and I'm going to then approach my opinion or my view on this issue from a standpoint that, that this affects real people. And so what would God, in keeping with his entirety of his word, going back to our original point, what would God have me do? 
What would God have me say? How would God have me act in regards to this issue based on his entire word? Uh, and I think if we, if we take that approach, we're going to be uh, far more often we're going to be where God would have us be in our opinions. And that's if, if you're listening to this and you think I'm trying to, to slant you one way or the other politically, that is far from what I'm doing. If you can ask and, and seek and knock and, and study and wrestle with these issues and consider the other, and you can come to a position that you hold to be a conviction of yours that you stand behind based on God's word and love for other individuals, <clears throat> then that's the position you, you must take, um, what, whether I agree with your position or not. Uh, that's the position you must take by using this approach. Uh, and then we continue on. Verse 13 and 14, I think he, he provides a warning. Uh, he, he instructs us to enter through the narrow gate. He, he reminds us that the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction, and many find that one. You know, we live in a time where um, what's being called for is agreement, uh, and if you don't agree, we've kind of we've had a discussion this week. We've kind of lost the ability for discourse in this country to where we can sit down and talk with people and and discuss things we may disagree on, but discuss ideas without vilifying the other person. Um, and what Jesus is saying is is man. The popular way may not be and oftentimes is not the right way uh, because many find the broad road because it's wide. Uh, that that gate is, is wide open and many people find it and it leads to destruction. But he says, how narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life. And few find it. I think at the end of the day, when you're trying to decide, well, what is the Christian response to this? What is, how, how should I respond? How should I feel about this? I think for a believer, you need to go back and you need to look at which gate did you come through? Because if, if you came through the wide gate, I, I would contend that you're probably not on the right path. Um, Jesus told his followers time and time again that the world hated him, and so it will also hate us. Uh, so if, if you find yourselves entering through the easy gate or the wide gate with a lot of other people, that's probably not the right course, and you really need to pray and go back and look at God's word and make sure that you're understanding what God would have you see. If, if you have made a, a stance and you feel that you've entered through the narrow gate and it's not a popular opinion, as long as it's not just your opinion, as long as you have rooted that in prayer and, and wrestled with God over that, I would look at you and I would say, stand firm in that. Now, that's quite different than if you just say, well, this is what I believe, this is my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. That, that may also put you in a narrow gate, but that doesn't mean you're in the right one. Um, you know, be, being uh, stubborn about, about your beliefs is not always positive. Uh, but if you have wrestled with God, if you have 
um, put in the time and prayer and thought and in love looked at the other person that this issue affects and tried as best as you can to understand where they're coming from. And if after that you still have a conviction about an issue that this is what I believe God must believe on this, this is what I, I, I cannot believe anything else based on what I read in Scripture and based on praying and based on considering the other, then that is a conviction that absolutely you need to stand firm in, even if it means going through the narrow gate, even if it means that uh, few find that gate with you. Because Jesus tells us that road leads to life. Uh, And obviously the life he's talking about is life in him and and life everlasting. Um, So we want to frame... that, that question of how should the Christian respond around that context to say, first of all, ask, seek, and knock. Get, get in with God. Get in with God's word. Pray. Wrestle with him over this issue uh, that, you, that you're thinking through, whatever issue that may be. And then secondly, trust that God is, is good and that uh, he, he will answer and he will give you uh, things that you you ask for when you're seeking him and when you're seeking him with all your heart, he will help you understand these issues. And then you move out of that and say, am, am I loving the other person the way that I want to be loved? Am I doing for them the same thing that I would want done for me? Uh, and, and again, that if you just use that verse, it can still get off because you've still got to balance that with the truth of God's word. Right? We never want to say, well, I wouldn't want this to be applied to me, so I'm not going to apply it to someone else. If that goes against God's word, that's not right. So I'm not advocating that. It's all collectively, after seeking him, after reading his word, after studying and putting the time in, after trusting that he is good, then you, you love the other, you seek to do for them the same that you would want done for you. Understanding that popular opinion is going to lead to a wide gate and it's going to lead to destruction. And you don't want to make a a decision based on a popular opinion. Does that always mean that the popular opinion is wrong? No. But you don't want to make the basis for your decision on whether an opinion is popular or not. Uh, You've got to root your decision in God's word God's leading and how he calls us to love the other. Uh, So if we do that, I think we will have uh, much better responses as Christians. I think the world will see Christians in an entirely different way. I think many will come to know the love of God if we display it in this way. Uh, Again, using Jesus' teaching out of Matthew chapter 7 to answer the question, how should Christians respond? Uh, So it's just been me today without a discussion with anyone else. I, I hope uh, that hasn't been uh, too awkward for you. Uh, I, I appreciate you listening, and uh, we, we hope that you are part of a Bible-believing community wherever you are. And if you are not part of a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing community, we would love for you to check us out here at Harrodsburg Baptist Church, 312 South Main Street, 
uh, Harrisburg, Kentucky. Uh, you can find us on Sunday mornings. We worship uh, for Bible, we gather for Bible study at nine thirty, for worship at ten thirty, uh, and you can find us on Wednesday nights. Uh, right now we're in our summertime, so we're at six thirty on Wednesday nights. Uh, but in August, coming August seventeenth, uh, we may change that time. So so be listening for that. Um, but until next time, uh, keep wrestling with these issues. Keep wrestling with God's word and how they how He speaks into these issues, uh, and respond the way that God would have you respond, above the way we would naturally respond to to these uh, issues that arise. Uh, this has been the Sharing Our Journey podcast, podcast ministry of Harrisburg Baptist Church.